4: Just a reminder that we have merch, and it would make great holiday gifts. Our embroidered Champion Windbreaker, the official Alarmy Camping Mug, or the engraved Stay Alarmed Touch Tool are the perfect gifts for the alarmists in your life. Want to give us a gift for the holidays? Rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, and tell your friends to check us out. It's all we want for Christmas. An Erio's Original. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we're discussing the extinction of the dodo bird. Here's what you need to know. 8 million years ago, the small volcanic island of Mauritius rose above the Indian Ocean 500 miles off the east coast of Madagascar. Shortly after, scientists believe that the dodo's ancestors arrived. The island, only 790 square miles—that's three-quarters the size of Rhode Island—rises inland into a central plateau that is surrounded by small mountains, creating a safe haven for wildlife from predators. Plant and animal life thrived. Though no land mammals lived on it, it had a variety of species of fish, reptiles and birds. As time passed, the ancestors of the dodo bird realized there were no predators on the island and so decided to stay. The birds evolved into the creature we know today, a flightless, thick-bodied, large-beaked bird that weighed over 40 pounds. The first published record of the dodo bird dated back to 1599. Mauritius was uninhabited by humans until it was claimed by the Dutch in 1598, just a year earlier. A Dutch sailor recounted how he'd stepped on the beautiful island and encountered a large-breasted bird, much like a swan or a turkey. It didn't seem scared of the sailors. Big mistake. One of the sailors picked up a club and beat its death. While the dodo has a reputation of being dumb, this is not true. Because they were easily captured by hunters, the birds were seen as dullards. But it's most likely that because the dodo was unused to predators on the island, it didn't anticipate the brutal beating from the sailor or the subsequent hunting of its kind. Thus began the beginning of the end for the dodo bird. Dutch colonized Mauritius and set up port, but not many of them stayed for good. At its peak, only 250 people lived there. And while there are accounts of the Dutch eating the bird, there were not nearly enough people for an entire species to be eaten into extinction. By the end of the 17th century, less than 100 years after its discovery, the last dodo bird would die, without anyone really noticing. Few good dodo specimens survived from that time period. Taxidermy was not as advanced, and due to the unforgiving environment for fossils on the island, a lack of physical evidence was left for scientists to accurately put the pieces together. Unreliable descriptions and fanciful illustrations of the bird allowed for myths and misconceptions to arise in literature and art. Famously, the dodo is depicted in Lewis Carroll's Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. For years, they were believed to be mythical creatures, like unicorns, products of excessive imagination. It wasn't until the French paleontologist Georges Cuvier brought the possibility of the birds' extinction to the scientific world in 1796 that anyone even started to pay attention. Suddenly, there was a resurgence of the dodo bird, and research was conducted on a few specimens that had been brought back to Europe in the 17th century. But by then, not even one complete bird skeleton existed. It would take years for paleontologists to solve the mystery of what happened to the dodo bird. Fun Facts, a.k.a. Death Stats. Dodos could reach a body weight of more than 20 kilograms or 44 pounds. Until recently, the last confirmed dodo sighting on its home island was made in 1662, but a 2003 estimate placed the extinction of the bird around 1690, leaving a 30-year gap of dodo limbo. The dodo's multi year tenure on the planet far exceeds our own, which stretches back just 200,000 years or so. We'll see how that goes. With us today, we have producer Amanda Lund. Hello, Rebecca. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hello. And our very special guest is Mark McConville. He's a friend of ours, he's a podcaster, and he's the host of the new podcast called Mascots.
2: Hey, I feel like everybody's hello was very short. Everyone just kind of went
4: hi. Yeah, everyone's over me at this point.
2: (laughs) They want to get down to business. Yeah,
4: we
1: need to to get down to business.
4: Tell our listeners about your podcast, please. Mascots.
2: I have a show on Stitcher Premium called Mascots, and it's an interview series where I interview people. Some of them are like you know comedy folks. I've interviewed a real mascot. I have plans to interview this guy that does logos. It's all about. It's sort of about sport, all the things that aren't sports in sports.
4: Mm, sounds like so my favorite sport.
2: <laughs> it, I didn't know this setting when I set out to do the show, but I've essentially I'm doing a sports marketing podcast.
4: <laughs> and speaking of mascots, I have a, made, I have a mascot question. Uh, okay. Is the dodo bird a mascot at all?
2: Not to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. I will do
1: a little research on that.
2: But I think I would um if I were a betting man I would say no.
1: <laughs> Do they have to be for a team of some kind to be considered a real mascot? Because I guess like what's the difference between like is the Kool-Aid guy is he a mascot? He's oh. absolutely
2: a mascot. But this is where 100%. it gets into marketing, right? Like that's an right. image of this anthropomorphized pitcher who breaks through brick walls somehow <laughs> <laughs> and doesn't break. Uh, doesn't even He's crack. a shatterproof pitcher. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Spillproof but, but pitcher, too, <laughs> <I mean. laughs>
2: But when you say Kool-Aid, you think of the Kool-Aid man, yeah. for sure. Just like Correct. McDonald's is, you know, roughly is Ronald McDonald, though you haven't seen Ronald in a while.
4: No. Ronald's been gone. He got canceled. I don't know if you know. Yeah. He, he got, sure did. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, you would not have to be a sports team mascot to be a mascot.
4: Okay. So, we, you know, this is a big opportunity for the Dodo. Um, yes, they are. Chris is finding that they're the mascot of a website that does like positive uh, videos. You've probably seen them on Facebook. They really push them there.
2: Yeah. That rings a bell. Yes.
4: So, okay. We got to start talking about the Dodo because there's a lot to cover. So, The dodo. We're going to do something unprecedented on this show, and we're going to start by clapping. We're going to give people the big clap before we even put anything up on the board. And the first thing we're going to clap to is bone graveyards. They're getting claps, and I'll tell you why. 4,200 years ago, there was a lake on the island... Uh, of Mauritius that due to a drought shrunk in size. This was ca- this caused all of the spe- species on the island to panic and crowd in the water that was left in the lake. They spread bacteria in the watering hole and pretty soon it became a bone graveyard because all the animals died. If it hadn't been for this, there would be no evidence left of the bird. So this is something bad that ended up being good. Then it goes okay. on. We're also going to clap. For a hairdresser. Now, ac- according to the Atlantic, there was one known only one known skeleton composed entirely of all the bones of this, of a single dodo and a Mauritian barber and amateur naturalist named Louis Etienne Thoreau who I guess liked to go on hikes. Saying uh, say he was an amateur naturalist, he just liked to hike. He uh, went
2: outside a lot. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so he finds the skeleton uh, of a dodo bird sometime between 1890 and 1910. But the specimen, nobody wants it, and we'll talk for reasons that we'll talk about later. Um, but he keeps it, and he leaves it in his will, and that's what we now have in the museum at the Mauritius Institute that all of all of the research has pretty much been based on. So I said all of that to say that In 2005, a Dutch team of archaeologists rediscovered a dodo mass grave that had been primarily excavated in 1865, but had slowly faded back into obscurity. This rediscovery initiates a new research effort of the ecosystem of the dodo. In 2011, they used 3D laser scanners to produce high-resolution images of each bone Reassembling these images into a 3D digital model of a skeleton. The dodo they observed was a sturdy, robust bird with thick leg bones and a broad pelvis.
1: And each scientist would stand up, and the way they would do this was they would do sort of imitations, like <laughs> human no. walking. They would walk around. Like I think the dodo kind of walks like this, and they would sort of like puff their chest out. and would be like, shoulder. the hips are good, but
2: the feet are definitely more out.
4: Out, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're, they're like ballerina each feet. impressions. Yeah. Um, it also had sizable kneecaps, which scientists had never noted before and would have given the heavy, flightless bird knee joints that were maneuverable, strong, and supportive. This would be ideal for the dodo to actually move quickly in its rocky, densely forested home. Numerous previous studies have suggested that dodos were not nearly as fat as they looked in historical illustrations, and the new digital reconstruction reveals a bird with a more upright posture and slimmer ribcage than commonly
0: depicted. This is all vindication for the dodo because it got really a bad reputation. People thought like, oh, the dodo is just this lame bird. And it actually was like this beautiful, agile creature. (laughs) Well, I mean, sure. More, more than <laughs> we think.
4: Another finding suggests that the dodo may have had an enhanced sense of smell. An adaptation that could have helped it sniff out ripe fruit and other food in the island's thick vegetation. They were apparently highly trainable birds with a talent for visual discrimination and navigation. Because the dodo's brain volume is completely proportional to its body size, we made the jump to say that it's probably not super dumb. Mm. So did you
0: want to give a a big clap to Bone Graveyards and what, what's the other one? Hairdresser and the hairdresser. Okay, let's do, let's do it
4: up top. The hiking hairdresser, uh, Bone Graveyards. You're getting the big clap.
2: Oh, I just gave it one yeah. big clap.
0: That you can't do that because that's going to sound too much like the big slap. That's oh right. yeah,
2: yeah, there. Okay. I'll finish it out. <laughs> Delayed reaction.
4: Um the hiking hairdresser. You're also getting the big clap. Okay, enough niceties. Let's put people up on the board. And first up, we're gonna put the Dutch sailors who ate all the dodos.
2: They belong on this list.
1: Yeah, That's for sure, right. Right? That's right? I mean, they saw them first. Mm-hmm. Tacked them with a the club, I believe. Yeah.
2: So they probably thought, this is great. I can just walk right up to one of these things, club yep. it, just put it over some fire and dinner.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay, but here's the thing. According to an article on The Guardian, despite the popular belief that dodo meat was inedible because of its revolting taste, dodos were eaten by these early settlers and even considered to be a delicacy by some. However, there is no evidence to support the idea that dodos were eaten to extinction. In fact, analysis of 17th century settlements show uh, a focus on, on introduced mammals and a lack of dodo remains, indicating that dodos did not form a significant part of the settler's diet. This takes us to our, our next culprit that we're going to put up on the board. It's the other animals that were introduced by the Dutch. Mm. This is also from an uh, article on The Atlantic. Humans aren't exactly off the hook. We likely caused the dodo's extinction indirectly by introducing a variety of non native species, including pigs, goats, deers, monkeys, and rats. Some of these creatures, particularly pigs, would have eaten the dodo eggs and, and the chicks, while others competed with dodo's for food. Mm. When you when you come and pull the rug out from underneath the, an ecosystem in such a short time as what happened when the humans arrived in Mauritius, there's just no capacity for any species to react.
0: Weird. Well, we have to put just humans in general on the board. Wouldn't you guys say? Also, like maybe like humans and they're they're traveling like they're they're packing. OK, humans. Do pa- <laughs> you think they packed all those animals? Like, <laughs> yeah,
4: they had them on the boat. They had they brought them from from wherever they came from. How
2: big is Mauritius?
4: Small. 750 square miles, something like that.
2: I was going to say, let's put Mauritius on the board. (laughs) It's not big enough. And also, I just think the Dodo being there is weird. Like, how did they get there and only there?
4: And now let's take a quick break to speak with guest expert, Dr. Julian Hume, avian paleontologist, artist specializing in reconstruction of extinct species, and co-author of the critically acclaimed book, Lost Land of the Dodo.
3: The dodo is a bird called an endemic bird. So in other words, only found in one place. And it just so happens by pure chance that the dodo, the ancestral dodo was in fact a pigeon. A lot of people don't know that. The dodo is actually a giant flightless pigeon. The ancestor was a flying pigeon that managed to find Mauritius. When it arrived there, there were no, this is the most important thing of all, there were no terrestrial or land living mammals And so when those pigeons landed on Mauritius, they basically had the island to themselves. They didn't need to fly, and they got bigger and bigger over time, and they became an endemic to that island, found nowhere else on the planet.
4: Do we know anything about the dodo's lifestyle?
3: Very, very fortunately, Mauritius was one of the very last places discovered by humans. So when humans first arrived there, the island was virtually still intact. So Everything was still alive. The forests were still there. And very fortunately, although you imagine these weren't trained scientists, these were mariners who had traveled a long time at sea. But they just happened to mention in their accounts in daily journals, little snippets of information of what they saw. And that included very small snippets of information about the dodo bird. So we can put those together and start building up an idea of how the dodo lived on its island home
4: check out Thursday's Aftermath episode for the entire interview. Now, back to our conversation.
0: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds.
2: Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
4: Life is full of awesome what
0: ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected
4: medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all have stress and anxiety we carry around as we go about our everyday life. At The Alarmist, we know it's always better to say it out loud and talk it through. Whenever I stress about the sinking of the Titanic, I don't sit with those thoughts in a dark room. I turn on the lights and dive right into it. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and work through what's really going on. Maybe you can't stop spiraling or catastrophizing. I started therapy over 10 years ago and never looked back. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online H E L P dot com slash alarmist.
1: You love that they adapted sort of in a reverse Darwinian fashion where it's like you usually need to survive predator. Yeah predators and that's how you adapt and that's how you get taller or you get yeah. faster but these guys like nobody's on your nobody's on your back you basically everyone turns into a yeah. dodo bird Well,
0: that is like that's like us Yeah, it really is it's like humans because we're at the top of the food chain so that's, that's why true. we can't like fly or breathe underwater all-
1: well that's why p90x is so important like you have to do muscle confusion right. workouts yeah, you do
2: not want to take or- a genetic mm-hmm. deep breath at any time
1: no. no, no, you don't. No, and we are. We kind of have oh, been. Oh, believe
2: haven't we? me, I certainly have.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think we should put the dodo's personal failings. Then maybe that's what we should call it.
1: Out of shape, out the out of yeah, or well, like um,
4: they're like laid. Um, yeah, they just like chilled. They evolved into a chill. That is an bird. interesting
2: portion of the dodo's makeup, which is the sort of. I'm not afraid of anything.
0: Yeah, I mean, no, I feel they... bad for the dodos because they're so trusting.
4: Yeah, but they, they didn't live with any mammals. No mammals on the island. So how about lack of predators? Yeah. Good call. They, I, look, I think they got too comfy. This is what we're trying to do in this podcast. Like, we're trying to get people to understand that you
0: should never get too comfortable Always be on high alert. So I'm putting for that one we were talking about, like, what's their too chill attitude? I'm putting dodo complacency.
4: (laughs) Okay, perfect. (laughs) Now, we also have to put up deforestation. After the Dutch arrived and started attacking the birds, um, they were forced to retreat into the forest for protection from humans and the animals that they the humans brought with them. But their habitat was slowly exposed after the Dutch introduced the sugarcane plant. Much of the forest was cleared in an effort to grow the, the crop. Today, only 2% of Mauritius' natural forest remains. 2%! That's like
2: seven trees. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's like a little I'm park. sure, yeah. A tiny park.
2: <laughs> How bad were things in the Netherlands and France and England If this island was like, we got to go there. It seems like this island wasn't great. Maybe it is great. I don't know.
4: I mean, the island right now is gorgeous. I mean, looks like the most beautiful beaches in the world. But it wasn't anything back then in the sense that like it wasn't super inhabitable. So I think what they used it for was just a port. So that okay, so privateers were like a big thing, and we learned this during the Roanoke. They needed these ports in order to fight back, because otherwise the privateers would just like steal their stuff.
2: Oh, I see. Yeah, that makes sense.
4: It's like in the middle of the Indian
0: Ocean. It was just like a stopover, right? I mean, that's like all of like the a lot of the colonies' purpose, though, right? Like that's why. britain colonized so many different places it was just to kind of spread spread out and have more allies in different areas of the world
4: well that was something i think that we can also put up on the board it's like the human desire to spread our wings
2: manifest destiny colonization
4: yeah yeah those are good like if they hadn't gone if they hadn't like why is it that we have to explore every single inch of the of this earth?
2: If you're willing to take any nefarious overtones out and just have this be a pure exploration thing, they were just looking for more places. But truly I think this is you always have to follow the money. They were they were trying to <laughs> extend an empire.
1: That's the big C capitalism yeah. we always throw up on the board for fun.
0: Okay, I guess we should put capitalism.
1: Imperialism on board. is that
0: something? Yeah, maybe it's more imperial. Yeah, what were the Dutch getting up to? Like
1: imperial. This castles. is a real
2: blind spot of my history and historical understanding.
0: The British and the Spanish
4: and the French at this point are colonizing the Americas. Right mm-hmm. They get to North American uh, 1492 That's That's Columbus's sure. year, And then um, In the By the 1500s They're You know Killing The Aztecs Early 1500s
1: Taking them on The Spanish Yeah So just so they're expanding years later and,
4: and they're competing Yeah they're, they're They're competing For All of this land It's like a mad Rush To see Who can get The most land and of course you got the Portuguese as well. Ooh, um, so what if what bunch. if
0: we put empire building? Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's certainly true. Though it doesn't necessarily as you said, Rebecca, it doesn't necessarily correlate with the death of the dodo.
4: Well they're just so um Not insensitive is not the right word, but they they just don't care. They're just like there, like let the rats free. Like I read somewhere that the rats had never been introduced to the island. And then they brought these rats on the ship. And of course, the rats are now roaming free, eating all the dodo eggs.
2: And I guess evolution's not moving fast enough. Like we joked about the dodo not really reacting when it saw a potential threat. But (laughs) even if the threat becomes real and suddenly... Some of the dodos realize, oh, when you see a person, you should run away. That we don't have enough genetic runway for the idea of be afraid of this to take off.
4: I I love that. Yeah. So maybe lack of time, lack of. Yeah.
2: You give give the dodos like four or five generations to sort of get used to this, right?
4: Yes. I think we should put evolution. Like, slow evolution. Although, like, you're, you're right, Mark. They did s- slowly start to learn that the humans were bad. Yeah, you said right? that. That they'll get killed if they, they go. Had, they retreated so to the forest. Exactly. But, of course, now the, the humans are interested in the forest. Wait, we have to talk about the... Con- first of all, the conditions of the island. Those were shitty. So, it's a volcanically active island... It's regularly struck by cyclones. Um, there are food shortages. And, of course, there's that, um, that uh, swamp, essentially, that got created where all the animals died. Um, it was a mega drought, and... Here it says, they okay, so the thirsty animals crowded around the shrinking water surface. They left nutrient rich droppings, so they pooped, and that fed the growth of toxic bacteria. Many thousands of animals from at least 22 different species perished as the lake transformed into a muddy, poisonous swamp. We're not sure if animals died there because they drank the water and then subsequently died of the toxic cyanobacteria. Or if they died because they couldn't drink enough. So it's it's a difficult island.
2: This place sucks.
4: It's. <laughs> no, it's a beautiful, beautiful island now. I'm, I promise I gotta you. I got to go gotta back Google to this it.
2: well, no pun intended. But the Dutch were like, oh, France, you want it? Great. And then the French were like, England, do you want it? Because we don't either. I mean, I know that's probably not how it went down, but. Story wise, it's more fun for me if the Dutch discover it and then the French well, are like, "We'd like it," <laughs> and the Dutch are like, "Great, you can just have it."
4: Actually, you're you're not far off though, Mark. The Dutch were like, "We're out. We don't want this place anymore." And then the French were like, "Okay, we'll take it." And then they figured out something to do with it, right?
2: Which is take away all the tr- or how to make it so profitable. we should blame the French?
4: <laughs> no, the <laughs> there the French had nothing to do with the, the dodo, dodo was though. already At that gone. Point, the, it was already gone by the time the French got I there. I
2: still want to blame the French somehow.
1: <laughs> Me too. Can put them up on yeah, the just, board. Can we just put them on the board? We'll figure it out later. Put them yeah. on the board now, Amanda. We'll We'll, we'll figure yeah, it like, out. We'll put when a little star there, by them just, just so figure. we can, just so we know. <laughs> Let's just be and fair about this moment. Okay, here, we'll right? put the
4: French up, but I also want to put something up that I think you'll like, guys. Religion. I want to put religion up. I'm on listening. The board because. Europe's 17th century scientists did not realize quite how valuable valuable their dodo specimens were. The problem was that the dodo had disappeared at the wrong time. Its its extinction came long before scientists were willing to accept that species really could vanish forever. Why, they argued, would an all-powerful god doom some of his valuable creations to such fate? So essentially people didn't believe that it was possible for anything to go extinct. If it was there it was and it was wonderful. Why would God take it away?
2: I like that you've tied this to religion because I feel like that's like a step up from the idea that I was having which is just I don't see I don't ever see a creature and think this is the only one of these. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I had to be taught that <laughs> extinction is possible. But you're saying Yes. Religion was telling people, well, God wouldn't let that happen. God God would protect all creatures great and small. On a, uh, on a yeah. non-religious, more practical s- tip, if you came to that island and saw those birds, you might just think, like, there's probably more of these birds on other islands or other places.
4: Yeah, you assume that, you know, they haven't all just, like, flown to this one vacation spot that they're living from. It is a really
2: there. weird sort of, like, chance thing that they were all on this one island and that's it.
4: Yeah. Mm -hmm. They could only evolve to be what they were on that island because the conditions were perfect.
2: On this terrible awful island.
4: (laughs) It's great. It's a beautiful country. I'm going to send you pictures every day for 365 days I'm going to send you a beautiful Mauritius island. This
2: will be like a a digital calendar of sorts.
4: I also think we need to put bad
0: publicity on the board. They just got a bad rep. The Dodo bird. The Dodo the dodo. Yeah, I think you're right. They got bad publicity, and they were called dumb, and everyone was laughing, but it's really just because they were sensitive, and all these cows and pigs came running in, and they retreated to that poor <laughs> lake, that forest. <laughs> forest? Oh, the, oh, the lake. Well, the lake was 4,000 years
4: ago, but yeah. <laughs> but the yeah, the rats. Should we put just rats and, and pigs?
1: Well, the Dutch were the think we did- Yeah, I, it's hard right? to...
2: It's hard to blame the rats.
4: Well, the rats weren't invited on board.
0: So it's not they weren't invited on board the right. ship. I do think we need to just put the Dutch up because we have only the Dutch yeah. sailors. I think we need to just put the, the oh, just Dutch. Just the broader and also, yeah.
2: full Dutch culture. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> and let's put the rats up too, I'll Amanda. put the rats and like pigs and what else do they bring, cows? I
4: think just rat. For me, it's but all about the rats. That, okay, did put, say
2: that pigs would eat. The the eggs too. The
4: eggs, yeah. So are they are they just so wild
2: free range pigs?
0: Of course. The
2: Dutch weren't domesticating <laughs> yeah. and, and, and putting them in a sty of some kind? God sty sounds no. like such a Dutch word. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it does. I don't
4: think they had the time to build sty How styes hard is it to build a sty? Port hopping. Well let's see you do uh, one. Uh, I don't know. I've <laughs> never done one. <laughs> First they gotta find trees. I, I don't know. And now let's just pause to talk about some hot historical gossip. Dr. Richard Owen was an English biologist, anatomist, and paleontologist. Now, despite being a controversial figure, Owen is generally considered to have been an outstanding naturalist with a remarkable gift for interpreting fossils. Owen is best remembered today for coining the word Dinosauria, aka dinosaur. You might have heard of the guy. Owen was also noted for his strong opposition to views of Charles Darwin, some say out of pure ego. He was also also known to be fond of his own greatness. Google the guy. You'll find a pic. He's kind of intense. So, in 1865, he decides that he wants to be at the forefront of the dodo fossil hunt. But... Another anatomist called Alfred Newton had already claimed the fossils. Remember, there's like one left in the world, and he was already writing a paper about it. He had ordered more fossils to be sent to him from the digging site of the Mare song Owen got word of this delivery, and he intercepted it, because he believes that he'd do a better job anyway, so that's his right. So now, Owen has more of the fossils than Newton had in the first place. What does he do? He blackmails Newton to give him the rest of the files and the fossils. And now he becomes the only researcher with all of the stuff. Essentially, he bullied his way into it and hogged all of the evidence. So now he deems himself the sole researcher on the dodo. Now, to top it all off, he used inaccurate drawings of the bird. And so that prolonged the misconceptions of its size and way of life eventually fizzles out, but 30 years later, well after the drama, the hairdresser, you remember from before, he found the only full skeleton we have of the dodo during a hike. What does he do? He tries to sell it to Newton, the guy, the anatomist who got bamboozled, but he was super over it, and Newton just passes. Luckily the hairdresser, left it in his will to the museum. Essentially, freaking Owen made it so that it wasn't until the 2000s that the dodo gets a fair and honest depiction. Now that's some
0: spicy paleontologist drama. Okay, Chris, you want to read us through our list?
1: Yeah, yeah, you ready? Okay, so who's to blame for the extinction of dodo bird? Dutch sailors who ate all the dodos, humans, humans packing, Mauritius, the island itself, dodo complacency, lack of predators, deforestation, colonization, empire building, lack of time, evolution, conditions on the island, the French, religion, bad publicity, the Dutch, rats and pigs.
4: I honestly, I don't think we can take anything off the list. Everyone is, every one of those is culpable.
1: (laughs) You can take Dutch
2: sailors who ate all the dodos off the list because that's not what happened.
0: That's true. That's That's right. That's true. true. Okay. We'll take them off. And a lot of this stuff can be rolled into the Dutch, I will say. It's true. Mm. Like humans and human packing. Well, those particular humans were Dutch. Mm. What do you think? Right. Can I roll those in? I think so.
1: I mean, yeah, but... Because
2: humans is so broad.
1: Yeah,
4: it's super broad, yeah. There's all kinds of But we are
1: responsible for the extinction of many, many... Yeah, I agree. ...animals and mammals.
4: You think every single one of us is responsible?
1: Humans, the species, and our sort of... And our habits. ...proliferation or whatever. Like, the fact that we basically took over the globe and the whole, like, ecosystem of the entire planet...
0: (laughs) I'm going to keep humans on, but I'll take a humans packing. And then maybe rats and pigs can be rolled into the Dutch.
2: Don't say Ooh, that no. about not, the Dutch. I
4: think we got, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I,
1: Amanda, I'm part Dutch. <laughs> can I think,
4: I think we can take the French off. I know that Mark Do is we on a have campaign. To? I also think that the conditions of the island are not what's really to blame because they were thriving. They, I mean, they were, they've they been thriving for eight Correct. million
1: years. Correct. So taking off Mauritius, too, the island itself.
4: So, yeah, I think we can take the island itself off.
2: Oh, that hurts. I think you can take deforestation off, and here's why. Uh, I'm Well, maybe you can't. Never mind. <laughs>
1: okay. It's tough, because that's, like, where they but live. That,
2: is that the last... I don't think that's the primary reason. Well, if but you're looking well, for a
1: textured, layered, you know, complicated answer, like, you might... You're going you're gonna to have to go on to a different podcast because that's not what we do here. We simplify, we itemize, we eliminate, the, simplify, the, the, and we pick I think bad
2: one. publicity yeah, comes the off the list. Ma- yeah.
1: Yeah. Make a
2: case for it. I can't.
4: I mean, bad, re- a bad reputation will get you killed, but, but that came after. Haven't you ever that.
1: seen The Wire?
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, religion? Well, yeah. Ah, we got to keep that off.
1: Religion's interesting because, yeah, like nobody's worried about. Nobody's worried about. They're worried about
4: other things, not the right. But it's things.
1: it's 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 not so much religion. It's just like a lack of sort of. Like, it's like the Enlightenment hasn't taken hold yet. Like not everything is a science yet. We just haven't developed our sort of scientific. Mm. There's ignorance. Yeah. Right.
4: So then we can take religion off, and if that's the case, we can take lack of time off.
2: Right. I don't (laughs) think I actually think that evolution in this sense is a maybe a good thing. In that, if you don't have those instincts, it's kill or be killed out there in the wild. And like,
1: is there a world where like a few humans inhabit the island, and the dodo learns to avoid being killed by the humans and Probably not. Like, we've dominated almost every species, right? Well, except, like, in the sea, like, deep sea.
4: Yeah, we don't know what's in there.
1: We sure don't.
4: Um,
2: why
1: is lack of predators
2: on this list?
0: Because,
4: <laughs>
2: um, I know it's
0: counterintuitive, but, yeah, that's why they didn't evolve to be scared. That's yeah, why the- but I think we can fold that into complacency, right? The dodo complacency? Yeah, I think that's probably true. And now, what about empire building or colonization because yeah, i think that seems that's-
2: like we have a thesaurus situation here that seems like the <laughs> same idea
0: <laughs> so which one do you like better uh I mean, maybe- empire building
2: Yeah, i was gonna say maybe we just combine them into something called imperialism
4: so left up on the board are humans dodo complacency deforestation imperialism evolution the dutch and rats and pigs Okay, I get your point. If it wasn't for the Dutch, there wouldn't be any rats and pigs. But I'm not happy with the rats and pigs, you know? They did it. They did it. They literally did it. Well, you can... Have you ever slapped a rat? <laughs> Maybe it's. it'll be my first. Well,
2: now... So, I know the list is complete, but at this point, like, why aren't we saying, like, shipbuilders are to blame? Mm. Navigators what? are to blame.
0: No, Mark. Don't no. go down that path. You'll never get out. <laughs> You'll never come back. But if I'm just go down saying like path. did the
2: Dutch invent boats? I
1: don't know. I don't know who think invented they the did. Boats. I really don't. <laughs> go to the fact checkers. See I don't if know. I can figure out who invented the best. <laughs> I, I Which
2: is I, I guess I'm driving 100%. at like if we have to pick between the human humans and the Dutch, I think humans I, belongs on there more than the Dutch.
4: Oh, interesting. I was going
0: to s- Yeah, I guess the Dutch were just doing what everyone else was doing. At the time. Now, what about dodo complacency? Because to me, that's a little (laughs) (laughs) victim-bling. I know, but this is, like, the one time we can do that, right? They should have...
4: No, you're right. It's not their fault. It's not their fault. You're right, Amanda. They were so sweet and trusting. Okay, we can take them Well, we have
2: this dodo complacency thing here, too, but it's like, do you also want to blame them not uh, growing large talons and giant sharp teeth? Like, they didn't need it. (laughs) They didn't need to be a predator. (laughs) They didn't need to fear anything. They could just walk around like the cocks of the walk, eating whatever they wanted, drinking from a weird cesspool in the middle of the island that eventually killed all the other animals. Sounds like a dream, honestly. It sounds like (laughs) utopia. Like, they had it figured out for a while. Yeah, they sure did. So I don't think it's their... I I think it is the invasion of other species that eventually... It's not their fault. It's like, I don't know how to climb a skyscraper without ropes or a tether, because I don't need to know how to do that. But then imagine if suddenly it was like, oh, you need to be able to climb a building or you're going to die. I would die. Right. I have not needed to learn how a, to do like that. in the molasses flood.
0: Not Tom Cruise. No. He could that do it. That guy does his own he- stunts.
2: <laughs>
4: I get your point. So, so, if that's the case, then I think we could take evolution off
0: because evolution's just doing its thing. Now, what about deforestation? That could maybe be wrapped up. It's like deforestation and rats and pigs could both be wrapped up into the Dutch. Yeah. So yeah, because okay. those
2: the the rats and the pigs and the deforestation are after effects of the human experience showing up on this yeah.
1: island. Okay,
4: I, I just got to say this, though. I'm veering towards sending the Dutch to the Alarmist Jail and slapping the rat, rats and the pigs.
2: <laughs> but if you're, good, if you're willing to take evolution off the list, why are you blaming yeah. rats and pigs for trying to stay alive <laughs>
1: oh. and eat
2: defenseless eggs wow. that are just laying wow. in a nest ready to be devoured? That's an wow. incredible
4: point, and I love it. And uh, my response is, I just don't like rats. I just don't <laughs> like them. But Rebecca, you had your chance with the plague. It's, I don't ah,
0: remember who we blamed with the for the plague. It it
4: was not rats. It was it might have been fleas. It was the fleas on the rats more than that. Um, okay, so then, so then it would be what the Dutch, and we give humans the big slap.
2: No, I think. I think we're landing here. I think you give imperialism needs to be punished. What's wrong with the Netherlands? You can't just hang out there. You got plenty to do. There's tulips. You can. There's legal weed. Just hang out.
4: (laughs) I mean, I'm with you. I'm with you.
2: So that's imperialism. Did it accomplish anything? Did the Dutch? The Dutch left. Not only did they they do this death-defying voyage, or probably around Africa. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah,
2: so probably hundreds of people died just getting to this place. They get there. They don't really like it. They give up after a while because it's not that great. And then they're just like, yeah, France, you can have it.
4: It's like, it's like they showed up to an Airbnb, had a party, trashed it, and then mm. left.
2: That encapsulates imperialism to me of just like, we're going to go to all these places and just take over in the name of what? In the name of... Fealty to a king or queen or in the pursuit of religion, like spreading Christianity, I guess, maybe. But also, there aren't any people in this island. Riches. Follow them. Yeah,
4: wealth. I think wealth was the the major point of imperialism. I mean, it was like blanketed with religion and a lot of bullshit. But it was just money. Right. We can Um, pull the resources
2: from these places.
4: But here's the thing. Sometimes, sometimes... You, even though you're the one who's doing what everyone else is doing, right? You are the one who gets caught and does the bad thing.
1: Oh, right? there's got to be a That's fall guy. Gosh.
4: I, I think. I mean, they literally. It wasn't the Spanish who did it, and it
0: wasn't the poor. Well, they were wiping out full nations of people. <laughs> yeah, and they'll. Right. We'll get to them. We'll get to them. <laughs> but for this,
4: they they were the ones who made the dodo bird. Go extinct. And they were the ones who gave him a bad rep. They were the ones who brought the other, you know, animals. And then they're the ones who left.
1: Well, look, in the, the alarmist jail, there's a high security area. And there's a sort of a more white collar crime kind of thing. And I think the Dutch, look, they this they killed the Dodover. It's like, uh, you know, how bad is that? It's like, you <laughs> it's know, they, they have to go to the alarmist jail. But like... Uh, They get visitation rights, and we give them a little more money for the commissary or whatever. Are you saying,
2: though, that like, had the Portuguese gone to this island, the same exact thing would have happened? It doesn't really matter that they're Dutch.
4: No, but actually, the Moors had stopped by. The Portuguese had stopped by. They were the
0: first to claim it. I mean, I I think I know where you're at, and I'm with you.
2: I just don't know who gets the slap.
0: Uh, Rats? No um <laughs> uh maybe then
4: we do give it to uh humans or imperial imperialism
0: right. yeah i think imperialism would be great to slap i could also see a slapping evolution only because that was the other factor here because imperialism could be rolled up into the dutch if we wanted a different flavor i think imperialism is going to get the big
4: slap because it's a bad habit It's just a bad habit.
1: (laughs) Stay home. Yeah,
2: I'm going to go out in the world and take whatever I want, regardless of the consequences. That is bad behavior.
1: Yeah. (laughs) There's other shit. Like, people live in those places. Birds live there. Fat. Totally. Fat Fat birds. Fat, out-of-shape birds. Yeah, Yeah, maybe at the
4: time. They're not fat. They're 40 pounds. They're
2: just just 40-pound flightless birds with knees.
4: (laughs) (laughs) With knees. Yeah, it's weird. With knees. Okay, I'm calling it imperialism you're getting the big slap the dutch you're going to the alarmist jail
1: how did we not talk about the fact that these birds have knees <laughs> I did think about it earlier int- and I just didn't
2: say anything but when you draw <laughs> Me too, like, mentally like, you- right now just sit and with yourself and mentally draw a picture of a bird <laughs> and then like slowly go down to the legs and feet you are not drawing knees You're not. Even if you're drawing like an ostrich, you're drawing big, long legs. A flamingo. Maybe a flamingo. Maybe. But I don't know.
4: Mark, thank you so much for helping us get to the bottom of who's to blame for the dodo bird.
2: I'm glad we solved it.
4: After the extinction of the dodo bird, the dodo's significance as one of the best known extinct animals and its singular appearance led to its use in literature and popular culture as a symbol of an outdated concept or object. As in the expression, dead as a dodo, which has come to mean unquestionably dead or obsolete. Similarly, the phrase to go the way of the dodo means to become extinct or obsolete, to fall out of common usage or practice, or to become a thing of the past. Dodo is also a slang term for a stupid, dull-witted person as it was said to be stupid and easily caught. We hope it can contribute to changing the legacy of this misunderstood bird. Vote for who you think is to blame by going to alarmistpodcast.com. Follow us at thee the on Twitter, at TheAlarmousPodcast on Instagram, or email us at TheAlarmousPodcast at gmail.com. Next week, we'll be covering a special listener recommendation, the Eggnog Riot. What's that, you say? Well, you gotta tune in to find out.
0: Eerios. Powered by ACAST